everybody. I'm Josh Gammon. I'm Andrew Nichols. I'm Garrett. And I'm David Proc. And that's with a P, y'all. With a P. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is So Many Sequels, uh, a fun movie review talk show podcast slash YouTube series. Yes. I nailed it. Well done. I think so. I think so. Oh, we yeah. are a fun show. Andrew you know, has turned himself a... into a living tree. Oh, for the, for the video watchers, as we get closer and closer to Christmas, he becomes more tree. <laughs> he's like uh, he's, he's like basically he's Groot. He's yeah. like Timothy Green. Um, I'm Groot. we are we are still smack dab in the middle of our so many Santa's 2020 special mm-hmm. edition colon the Christmasing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about Christmas movies all month long. We started out with a Christmas movie debate. We then went on to The Muppet Christmas Carol and then Netflix's Jingle Jangle. And now we're going to do a new movie. Um, if you haven't been watching, to catch you up, Santa, like Santa Claus, has been helping us pick out which movies we're going to talk about. So he's been getting in touch with each of us individually and sending us a, a present or a signal or something to be like, here's what I think you should review. And he, he's been asking us to wish really hard about what we want so that he can help us out in that department. He, brought, he, he just straight up brought David a Blu-ray. That was pretty cool of him. That was he nice, brought, yeah. got it over there he brought me some candy for Jingle Jangle. And um, if you missed our latest video reveal for this episode, we're going to talk. I just hiccuped real weird. <laughs> we're going to talk about Elf. And he brought back the dreaded wheel, the yes. sequel for Garrett. Um, he, was, he, out, he was feeling a little jigsaw-like, I guess, and put us through the torture of the wheel again. Yeah. Garrett that wheel, make a, you know, that wheel had its moments, but it caused us a lot of pain this year. It, it did, did cause a lot of pain yeah. this year. It may have uh, done us again. I uh, was stuck between some movies, so he helped me solve my decision by he, she, Santa. Santa yes. helped me solve my Santa. decision uh, by bringing the wheel, and Elf was dropped upon us. Yes, yeah. yes. So today we're talking about Elf, starring Will Ferrell, directed by um, John Favreau. It's uh, kind of really become like a, a modern classic Christmas movie. It came out in 2003, so it's not old enough to be a true classic yet, but it has really... Five years. Um, it was a big hit when it came out, and it has really just become bigger over time. A lot of people watch it every year. It's always on TV. There's like animated spinoff specials. There's all kinds of stuff for Elf. Um, there's a musical. And there is a musical, Andrew found out. Um, this movie has, like I said, Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, uh, Mary Steenburgen, Bob Newhart, Ed Asner, Peter Dinklage, Amy Sedaris, Andy Richter. Kyle Gass. Yeah. Um, tons of people. A lot of them kind of... Well, not a lot of them. I was going to say before they made it real big, but not not really. I mean, Zoe Deschanel, not quite big yet. Will Ferrell is still coasting on his SNL days. He's not a big movie star yet, but he's becoming one very quickly. Um, and this is uh, John Favreau's first big movie to direct. It's his second movie overall, but this was his first like big budget, uh, big box office hit movie. So that's pretty. Was cool. this also pre Game of Thrones Dinklage? 
Yep. Oh yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Well, that's well, what I figured. I, oh, I, I figured I as much, but I couldn't well remember before. when Game of Thrones came out. Well before. Well after two thousand three. Okay. Um, so like this movie got a lot going for it. Also, obviously, pretty fresh newcomer Bob Newhart. <laughs> he wasn't really well known yet. No. Um, he and Ed Asner, both those guys, really shot out of the cannon after this. You know, I almost didn't even mention Ed Asner because I thought, who's ever heard of that guy? <laughs> He's a legend. I know. He's been That's around for a while. This is the joke, people. The joke. Santa slaves just went right over your heads, y'all. Um, well, you know, and, I'm not looking at you guys. And just so I can, hang on, I'm gonna double check this real quick. Let's see where, uh, where, where Will Ferrell was at this point in his career. He was still so he had done several movies, but he had the Roxbury. It, probably it doesn't look like he had done very many big starring movies. A Night at the Roxbury, yes. Him and uh, <laughs> Chris Kattan. Chris Chris Kattan. Yeah, yeah. He and an old school had come out that same year. Yeah. So 2003 is really the year Will Ferrell took off as a movie star. He'd been in the background of, of the first two Austin Powers. Um, he had a role in Zoolander and The Ladies' Man, another SNL movie. Mm-hmm. But Old School and Elf is where he really launched into superstardom, I think. And so this movie helped with that a lot. Um, he plays Buddy, the elf, a human raised by elves who sets out on a quest from the North Pole to New York City to find his dad james con so had anyone i've surely not has anyone not seen elf before this no i had seen it okay seen it. well then we will start with garrett since it was his movie slash the wheels movie it was to pick. <clears throat> yeah go so, off go well here. i have seen this movie before i've only seen it once and i only saw it a couple of years ago um and i walked away that time thinking you know i get why people think this is funny it's fine. Um, I get it. And then we watched it again, and I really enjoyed it this time. I had a hoot. Um, Will Ferrell is basically just a child on Christmas morning as an adult 24-7. Every day. Yeah. Every day of his life, he is a kid on Christmas morning. And so for him to be a magical Christmas elf as an adult with a childlike wonder is like, the most perfect casting of Will Ferrell that you can get. Um, I, I tend to put Adam, he and Adam Sandler in the same category of, you know what you're going to get into a uh, Adam Sandler movie where it's either going to be crap or it's going to be great. And you're in the same boat with Will Ferrell where it's either going to be crap or it's going to be great. And this is one of the ones that he just hit out of the park and he hit it out early. It was a great uh, movie and I get why everybody likes it so much. He's funny. The Christmas message is very strong. You get the beautiful crooning voice of Zoe Deschanel, which always puts me into a Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the She and Him Christmas album is always something. on my uh, record player when, around this time of year. Bob Newhart, always wonderful to see him. Ed Asner, really good Santa Claus, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed. Had a, had a lot of fun. Great. Great, awesome, great. awesome. Um, Andrew, why don't you go next? Tell us about Elf and your experience with it. Um, so, <laughs> I I first saw this movie back in like two thousand four, and I you always see movies like the year after they came out. I notice. Well, yeah, well, the or thing not is, at all. The or thing not is at all. that I, I like I didn't see it initially whenever it came out. 
And the time when I'm like the time that I actually saw it was a year later because for some reason, like if they released, I mean, obviously they wouldn't release them within the season, but like when they released movies, like in theaters, they normally didn't release if especially if they were Christmas movies, they normally didn't release them until the next year. Like, like the next Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see, I didn't see elf until I didn't see elf until the next year, but I did see this. Uh, I saw this for the first time and I'm thinking like, you know, it's like kind of quirky, but it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a good time. And, um, and it, it was just a good, t- uh, it's just a good Christmas movie. It's a good holiday movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's, there's virtually nothing wrong with it. And what I love about it is that it, it pays homage to a lot of, a lot of other Christmas movies. There's a lot of, if you look around a little bit, there's a lot of like other Christmas movies, Christmas movie, like, uh, uh, I don't want to say parts. I, I want to say I like, would. like, uh, there's like other, other influences of other Christmas movies that are implanted within the movie. Mm-hmm. There so, are big buildings like there are in Die Hard. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you might even see, no wait, that was in Los Angeles. So never mind. <laughs> Santa Claus is there. Santa Claus is there. Christmas movies. Yes. But like, what, but like, no, I, Will Ferrell, I Will Ferrell could not have been per- more perfectly cast as Elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really couldn't. And even today, he still, like, it still shines. Like that, that is him. I feel like if he, if he's known for nothing else throughout his entire career, he's going to be known for Elf. You think? That's a, bold, that's a bold statement. I don't know I, about I that. I really do. Like, Name another role. I mean, besides Ron, Ricky Burgundy. Bobby, <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would say that those are the three. Yeah, but like, I I would feel like Elf is like on the top of that, and yeah, I I I enjoy it around Christmas time. It it's always a good it's always a good film to watch. There's one thing I will say that they that I hope that they don't that they don't do to this movie. I hope they don't make a sequel. I hope they just leave this one alone. Um, I don't know if they ever will. Good. They probably have. They probably considered it. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> they've definitely considered it. I, I, I read that they've considered it, and that um, what I what I read is that um, it is unlikely. Apparently, because John Favreau and Will Ferrell don't really get along that well. Mm. That's the that's the word on the internet street. Interesting. I don't know the details, but. Okay. Apparently they, they 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 it is unlikely, but I mean they've continued it in many other ways. Like I said, there's an animated special. There's the Broadway or the play. I don't know if it was Broadway play. It probably was. Um, so there's um, other avenues they were able to explore that story without making a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, he stuck a he stuck a a pin in his finger and called it macaroni. Oh wait, I don't know what just happened there. He's talking well, about uh, he, he talking about the pin break. Got the yeah. Yeah. Is, John Favreau played the doctor. That oh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Fair. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw Elf. I've generally enjoyed it. However, this is my only Elf story. There was one year, 11, 2011, 2012, I can't remember one of those, where I really hated Elf. And it is because I worked 
in a blockbuster store and that was the only movie we were allowed to play (laughs) so throughout the entire christmas season every time i worked at blockbuster we had to play elf on the ps3 blu-ray player on the the only tv in the building and then started over every time it ended oh my god it took me a long Every time. Every hour and a half. To, yep. It took me a long time to want to watch Elf again. Wow. Uh, but I, I can thankfully say that I am back now. It does not send me into uh, cold sweats when I <laughs> hear it or see it anymore. Yeah. It is, it is back to being good again. So good. I enjoy it. It's very funny. A lot of good laugh out loud moments. Um, I do. I love the tributes to especially the old, um, like, TV Christmas specials with I don't remember his name, but the snowman that he meets in the beginning, well, and that yeah. whole st- that whole style of animation in the North Pole is reminiscent of those old specials. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the kid, like the the, the actual kid, um, James Con's younger son, is yeah. is not a not much of a jerk. Like a lot of the no. time, the kid the kid is in this type of movie. The kid is sometimes a jerk. <laughs> yeah um and it's usually about, uh, it's usually because they're one of their yeah one of their parents is absent is usually why they're a jerk so that makes sense but yeah. he's like he's able to to be a kid his age you know he's a little weirded out by buddy at first um and able to express disappointment in his dad always being gone without being a jerk and i like that so he did fun as um jovi the other the mall elf uh the story's fun it's it feels original it's like the saves christmas uh blueprint without being so in your face yeah yeah because because the majority of the movie is is just buddy interacting with humans Uh, yeah i'd read that the the montage of him running through new york city is apparently all with real people that he's just mm-hmm. running up to. I was wondering if that was the case. I was wondering if that was yeah. the case. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. Or yeah. like I wonder if like him getting hit by the car was <laughs> Let's hope that that part was planned. Because that could have gone real bad. Um and then the other thing I saw that was real that I am just gonna use this opportunity to, to shove in here. Apparently when he when he chugs that two liter of Coke, that is a real burp. That is dubbed by a voice actor, but it was a real burp. Wow. Oh, neat. Neat. Good God. I know, right? <laughs> My favorite, I love it. It's like a 30-second burp, and then he goes, did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that? Didn't hear anything else. That was crazy. Um, so it's very funny. I think it's a mm-hmm. great movie. I'm glad that I like it again. Yeah. Thanks, Blockbuster. You almost ruined a movie for me. <laughs> Blockbuster ruining movies. That was their old thing. Not Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster. Well, now we can talk all kinds of trash on Blockbuster. They can't get me anymore. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go last here. Yeah, uh, you're. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, of all the films in Will Ferrell's MCU, um, this is by far the most tolerable, the easiest one to sit through, and um, it's really kind of like perfect in the line of like comedians doing Christmas movies, right? Like it's kind of its own little like mini genre. And it yeah. just, this is one of those movies where it just works uh, for me anyway. And um, 
it does, like you say, it pays homage to those old uh, Rankin and Bass Christmas specials, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and, uh, you know, um, um, what was the other ones they did? Like, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah. Um, those type things. Um, they even there's have... A little, there's a little bit of It's a Wonderful Life in there. Yeah, they got the... Um, uh, a little bit of there's a little bit of miracle on 34th street in there a little yeah. bit too so everything kind of comes together to be like a real homage to christmas movies in general i think um john favreau really uh is one of the more underrated directors we have these days not all of his films are necessarily hits but i don't think that he gets quite enough credit for being actually a really solid director and he's just cranking out work all the time and he's um, a he's a pioneer yeah, and 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 yeah, and has pioneered a lot of different visual effects styles or 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 directing styles. Um, I think it's really, uh, I think it does a good job of keeping Buddy likable because, like, the risk you run with his character is that he would be annoying not just to the people in the, in the, in the not to his, like just his dad and the other characters, but that he would be kind of annoying to the audience. But they keep, Will Ferrell has a certain level of like innocence that he can pull off. That kind of makes you kind of root for him and feel for him. Um, well, it's a genuine childlike wonder. Like yeah. I, it comes across as like a real, um, you know, I, the closest There's, movie I can equate it to is like uh, Blast from the Past when he comes out of the... Uh, seller for the first time and he's just genuinely wowed by everything that he's seen mm-hmm. um, it's just like genuine wonder that buddy's running through he just loves everything yeah, yeah there's only there's a handful of actors that could have also pulled off the same feat you know i was thinking as i was watching it because i was i was watching it i was thinking could anybody we say it all the time only this person could play this role you know and i was thinking is there anybody that could have played buddy like obviously, this person I'm going to say could I think absolutely could have done it, and it would have been the exact same movie. Everything would have the exact same feeling and beats. But obviously, the name recognition of a Will Ferrell compared to this actor then would have been night and day in terms of getting people getting people interested. But I could really see like Jack McBrayer in this role uh, of Buddy, and I think it would have worked just exactly right. Um, but obviously, Will Ferrell way bigger star. And originally, what I was reading was that this was developed in the early nineties for Jim Carrey, but it was going to be a little bit darker and a little bit more adult. Um, but eventually they kept, you know, as, as it often happens in Hollywood, they kept working with it, kept working with it and got what they got. Um, and I think it works out. I kind of put this on the same level as like the Santa Claus or, um, home alone. I think in terms of like, you could put this movie in and literally nobody's going to complain. Um, on you know around, on Christmas, um, for only me, only 2012 Josh he would <laughs> yeah trying to 2012 well if you play it on repeat, he had good a, he had good every reason. hour and a half you gotta you gotta you gotta extenuating circumstances there yeah um, but any but but yeah no it's a ton of fun um, if you know we talked a little bit about Will Ferrell's other roles it's definitely possible so uh, his MCU I, I referred to it's his Manchild universe where he plays these. <laughs> Uh, grown men who act like children well you, you know what's kind of funny is i i noticed a few i wish i would i wasn't taking notes like i normally do um whenever i was watching this movie but i did notice a few things in this particular movie that may have probably didn't inspire uh some future stuff most closely being stepbrothers where you know buddy basically becomes a stepbrother uh mary steenburgen is his stepmom in yeah. both movies yeah 
That is true. A lot of cross-pollination here with some other yeah. Will Ferrell films. I don't know if James Caan's ever been in another Will Ferrell movie, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. Um, I really enjoyed... Um, I really enjoyed uh, uh, Faison Love, right? Oh, the store manager? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's, he's hilarious. hilarious. You know, he's always a bit character, but in every movie I've ever seen him, and he's so solidly funny. He is. Uh, I mean, honestly, the guy he really is just a you, – you, he's one of those that's like maybe in a movie for five minutes, but he really stands out as a yeah. you know, side character. Yeah, he hits every note really well. He always stood out to me because when I was younger, I would always just see those. I mean, and obviously he's in the most infamous, you know, clip of this movie, which is just, all right, everybody, Santa's coming to town and Will Ferrell, Santa! Freaking out. He's, you know, so he's, he's, he feels like he's a bigger part of the movie than he is. Um, and then, yeah, you know what was weird? I, I, this did something that didn't occur to me until this watching. Um, and the last time I watched it was probably like 2009, 2010. That might've been actually the first time I watched it. I actually watched it, uh, in the, in the Will Rogers auditorium yeah, uh, at Rogers state <laughs> university that we did for some reason, we did a viewing of it in there. And I don't really it was remember around Christmas time. I remember this too. I yeah, think it was, that was for, where I, I think it was for STO. That might've been it. And so, yeah, we just, uh, we put it on watched it on the big screen. That was really fun. Um, cause this, this passed me by when I was 13, I just didn't see it. And Will Ferrell, by the time I got around to seeing it, I was I was already well tired of Will Ferrell. So <laughs> this was actually pretty refreshing in comparison. I'm in the same boat. Why I didn't see this movie. For, I don't know why I didn't see it initially. Uh, yeah, but no, I know no. why I didn't see it later in life is I too have grown tired of Will Ferrell for the most part. I mean, not it's always. It's I just don't trust him. It's incredible. It's a, it's incredibly wholesome. Like it's like once one. I don't know. There's very little like uh, humor that wouldn't be. You know, like it's it's PG. You know, um, it's got lots of older stars that, you know, our parents would have loved. <laughs> Bob Newhart and Ed Asner and James Caan. Um, well, so, go ahead. but, you know, a um, ton of fun. Love it. Yeah. What is everybody's fa- favorite scene? Oh, for me, honestly, it's, it's him testing the Jack in the Boxes. Hmm. Jack's really? in a box just the and he keeps getting freaked out and then he gets the last one and it's really it's 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 the micro performance of when he rolls it and it doesn't go puts it down and starts making a little note and then boom, it just explodes on him uh, it gets me every time just the the idea of like now like it's not, it's not just a matter of him testing it and putting it aside he has to make a note box <laughs> you know box 382 <laughs> didn't get in it's, it's I, I laugh about that every time. I I really enjoy just his. I, 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 it's hard for me to pick a scene because this is just so funny. The montage of him just running up, running people is very funny. Um, I enjoy when they think that he's a Christmas gram and they ask him to sing, and he's just like, "Okay," and just going, "I'm here with my dad." I'm here with my dad and I'm singing. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah, the uh, whole thing. Really funny. Andrew, you got one, Andrew? It's okay. So I would have to say whenever he, whenever he is um, redecorating the entire, the entire toy store, 
And when he goes, when he goes in there, when he goes in there initially, <laughs> he walks up to that, he walks up to that woman who's like saying, "You want to try like a sample of perfume?" It's like fruit splash. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like, yeah, my I would say my favorite scene of, the, of that of that movie was when uh, the store manager announces that that Santa's coming, and he just goes completely ape shit that <laughs> Santa's coming and he's just like just like backing away like yeah you know what I'm gonna leave you alone and then when that when the store Santa arrives um, he like starts calling him out he's like you're not Santa yes I yeah. am yeah. Well, what did I see you for your birthday this year you're Happy already lying birthday. damn it Do you know <laughs> And then sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> but yeah, I would have to say that would be my favorite scene. Uh, my my favorite is when Buddy so purely, genuinely, and excitedly calls Peter Dinklage an elf. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, that's so. I I you know so what I silly. you want to know? I meant to look up if Peter Dinklage has has talked about this role since like recently or anything because like i kind of curious because the, the, that character other than beating up will ferrell doesn't really get much comeuppance or doesn't really get much uh i don't know like i wonder what the response was at the time because it is kind of like buddy just making fun of uh it is a dwarf yeah. calling him an elf and even though peter dinklage's character gets to beat him up it feels it. like I one of those the characters scenes... gone after that it like, feels like one of those scenes that survived um, the darker cut of the script. Yeah, like that 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 scene feels darker than the rest of the movie, just because on the surface level, you're like, okay, I get it. But but yes, on the on the deeper level, it is just making fun of Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, you definitely um, could do that now. <laughs> Yeah, so I wonder. I don't know. I don't know what the response was then. Not yeah, they certainly wouldn't what? do it today in a children's movie. Um, yeah, but I what but it's just I what how gleeful I gleefully is about it. It's it's the gleefulness mixed with <laughs> the um, indignant rage from Peter Dinklage, where he's not even like offended about anything other than the implication that that he's not better than him. Yeah, I like the way that he goes. He goes, "Call me off one more time." He like he like he like. Does does like the come on gesture? Mm-hmm. There it is. You know, and he just gets up, and storms him. It's uh, it is, but it's also just how gleeful and un like how Will Ferrell manages to sound both innocent and easily mistakable for sarcastic. Like he's being yes, like, yes, it could like, be like, very condescending. Oh, listen to you. He's an angry elf. <laughs> Must be a South Pole. <laughs> Yeah. Does Santa know it's, you're here? Like he just sounds like he's being such an a hole. Yeah, but he's it, but at the same time, you you can hear the other how like you can see it from if if the entire movie was a movie that didn't feature Will Ferrell and Will Ferrell showed up for just that scene and did that whole thing, you would think, man, Will Ferrell played a real a hole in this movie. <laughs> it's so well, funny uh, because it's one of those I can't believe they did that moments. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first when I watched that scene in two thousand. I remember. I <laughs> I remember I got up and I walked out of the room because I it was so cringy. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and, I mean, it was a cringy moment, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe he actually said that. So, <laughs> oh man, yep. Um, well, in terms of scenes, like that's kind of, I mean, like I like like the movie's great in general, but I also want to talk about some of my favorite elements are towards the beginning with a lot of the um, the stuff of Buddy in the North Pole. Not just because of the animation stuff, but because of all the like the they use a lot of um, forced perspective to make Will Ferrell and the kids that play Buddy growing up yes. look like a giant man mm-hmm. uh, compared to uh, Bob Newhart and all the elves. And I think it's just really creative, and it just really shows what you can do uh, without CGI. Even though they did use some uh, for for certain scenes, but it's also kind of crazy because I was reading uh, in this uh, article from. 2000, no, it's 2003, which is the same year, but um, where John Favreau said that he actually had to like uh, fight to get um, to not use CGI for most of the movie. Um, it's so funny now because of, of where he's come now, um, where you look at like something like The Jungle Book, which was like all CGI except for one kid. No so, well, and I think it depends on the project because if you would have done something like Elf as CGI in 2003, it wouldn't hold up. It'd be bad. Probably. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it, by t- in 2003 standards, yeah, you're absolutely right. It probably would not have been as good as just doing what they went with. I would have to agree with that. Yes, I agree. Um... Man, I don't know what else to say about Elf. I don't have any real knocks on it because I no. don't think it's worth knocking. No, it's there's, it's uh, it's, it's a nice. Of, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a it's a Christmas staple anymore. Like you can't. It's it's almost it's on every it's on every Christmas. Just it's just now one of those. It's kind of ingrained in the in the whole Christmas cycle. But it's also it's. It, at its heart, it's a genuinely good film. Like it's, there's really nothing bad about it. I, I can't. If there is, I can't find it. I don't think you any know, of us have found it. No, but you like, know what? It's a, it's a brisk watch too. Yeah, it's at ninety not like minutes, a real long watch. Yeah, at, at ninety minutes, it's a, it, it's it's so, it, it's it's just kind of a breeze. But I will say that, like, I want to say this is probably. I want to say this is probably a risk for both John Favreau and Will Ferrell. And because like it's a family film, Will Ferrell up to this point is not really known for making family films. Like you just, I mean, he, he's made the night at the Roxbury and he made old school and in old school, he was, the the scene that mostly was, naked, yeah, yeah. The scene he was famous for was he was streaking down the middle of the street, yeah. and he was really doing it too. So it's just like this guy goes from this guy goes from streaking down the middle of the street to being in a children's film. It's kind of like oh, that's a risk, and yeah. and you know usually Christmas movies, especially children's movies like these, don't normally add up. They they usually think it's like your last your last ditch effort to save whatever career you have this instead propelled it and yeah and it's made it's made him into a bigger star than he ever has been and now he's universally known as elf 
And as far as John Favreau is concerned, as far as as far as John Favreau is concerned, I keep get, I keep screwing up his name. Uh, his name's not Elf. Never was. Never has been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as John Favreau is concerned, um, he did. I'm trying to think what else he's done. He's done Iron Man. He's well, he did nothing. And this was like this was only like his third feature film. Yeah. Oh yeah. At, At that, that point, point in time, he was not taking a risk. He was taking a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's something that paid off. I mean, it's paid off very well. Yeah. And this, you know, I will say that John John Favreau doesn't get. I mean, he should be credited for a whole lot more than he should be right now because he's kind of reinvented a whole lot of stuff. He reinvent, you know, a Christmas classic that we now see almost yearly. Okay, it gets regular airplay around this time. Yeah, he he started the MCU. And he's helped reinvigorate uh, Star Wars with The Mandalorian. So, what do you? I mean, what do you get with John? And then Favre? you sneak in, you sneak in a lot of other like good films, like Chef and um, Cowboys. He was also, he was also uh, you know, a spot on uh, Friends. So there was that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. got that going for him. And he's also yeah, he's just a good actor too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, this was the movie. Whenever, um, whenever. Uh, you go back and you watch old like behind the scenes stuff for Iron Man, Kevin Feige and the others like people working there would always say, yeah, we, Elf turned us on to John Favreau. And we were like, we got to work with this guy, which is, it's almost hard to believe that they would see Elf and go, Hey, that's who we should direct a superhero movie. But there you go. It happened. It happened. All right. Well, no sense dragging this out any longer than needs to be. So yeah. let's move on to the box office segment of the show and tell us how much money this movie made. It was quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, so uh, like you said earlier, Elf opened November 7th, way back in 2003. And uh, it actually opened in the number two spot, would you believe? Uh, number hmm. one was Matrix Revolutions. Oh, then yes, I would. Yeah. You can uh, you can go listen to our review of Matrix Revolutions. It's uh, right now at our Spotify, Apple, and everywhere uh, playlists. Uh, Matrix Revolutions, that was its opening weekend as well. It would bring in $48.4 million. Elf, like I said, finished number two with 32.1. At number three, you had the Disney film Brother Bear in its third week, brought in $18 million. At number four, you had Scary Movie 3 bringing in 11.1 in its third week. And at number five, Cuba Gooding Jr. in Radio it's with 7.2 million. Uh, you know what's crazy? I'm going to throw a movie to you guys here. And you guys have reviewed this before. But isn't it crazy to think about these two movies came out the same year and that they don't really feel like it to me? Elf and Love Actually huh. came out the same weekend. Huh. Wow! Debuted the same weekend as if I'm looking at here, at least in the United States. So, uh, Love Actually would debut in the number six spot with six point eight that weekend. Ooh. It's weird. I think of Love Actually being older than Elf, but there you go. Um, Elf would go on to make a pretty daggum good one hundred seventy three point three million dollars in the United States, uh, bringing in forty seven million from overseas to give it a worldwide total of two hundred and seventy three million dollars. Um, I did a little bit of research, and um, in terms of domestic numbers, 
that 173 million makes uh, Elf the second highest grossing uh, Christmas movie, um, only behind Home Alone, and it's in fact it's sandwiched right between Home Alone and Home Alone: Lost in New York. Uh, so not bad. I mean, for you know, what we all those things we were talking about. Yeah. Um, if you go on to the year for 03, we actually have uh, recently reviewed quite a few movies from 2003. The number one movie for that year was Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, which you can listen to our review of. Brought in $377 million in the United States box office. And number two, Finding Nemo, $339 million. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Black Pearl, brought in three hundred five, uh, rounding up the $300 million domestic here. Uh, at number four, you had The Matrix Reloaded with $281 million. And at number five, Bruce Almighty, $242 million. Uh, some other movies that we'll get to at some point. X-Men 2, X-United came out that year. Terminator 3, not. Rise of the Machines. Um, let's see, Bad Boys 2. What are some other sequels here? Too Fast, Too Furious, the only Fast and the Furious movie I've seen. Um, Spy Kids 3D, Game Over. Came out that year. Uh, I already mentioned Scary Movie 3. What else? Uh, Legally Blonde 2 came out that year. So a couple sequels that we may visit in the future. And uh, you can always give us your suggestions for which sequels or so which franchises we should do in the comments. So do that. Um, that's pretty much it. I already gave you that Christmas stat, didn't I? So yeah. uh, there you go. I'm trying to see if there's anything else worth mentioning here. Not really. Uh, okay. That's it for me. I don't remember who won last week, so I'll throw it to that person. Was it me? I don't know. It was me. All right, friends, go for it. Uh, I have it pulled up, and uh, you guys can go for it. I'm going to go. He says as he's pulling it up. (laughs) I'm going to go with 3.7. 3.7. Out the gate for Andrew, who has been eliminated from the competition already, yeah, this is game, but way. is allowed to compete for fun. Yeah, this is the letterbox game. We'll just spoil it for someone. Um, where we're going to guess the ranking on letterbox. I'm going to guess, I feel like 3.7 is a pretty good guess. Um, I'm going to say 3.3. 3.3, a little lower from David. Mm-hmm. This puts me in a predicament. Mm. I don't I don't believe it is higher than 3.7. But I don't believe it is lower than 3.3. And I hate to be in the middle. Because that's yeah. not typically a good place to be either. Oh, a tiebreaker one way or the other. Could be, could be. Well, y'all really leave me no choice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that you guys are are on two ends of a spectrum. And then I can pull it off in the middle with a 3.5. Okay, okay. 3.5 for Josh, a 3.7 for Andrew, and a 3.3 for David. Well, my friends. I feel like if one of us is not right, like right, like right on all of us, it's going to be a tiebreaker. Andrew is correct. There is a tiebreaker. Oh, there is. Oh, you tricked him. He thought he won. He thought he won. Too bad it wouldn't matter. (laughs) No, there's a tiebreaker. The movie is a three, a three point four. I try. I'm a good host. Ah! Three point four. Three point four. Three point four. So David, Josh, let me see here. All right, how? Let me see if I can find this here. 
Yeah, we need a tiebreaker. Um, how many people have added this to their favorites list? I got to see how I can find that again while you guys discuss. Let me pull it up on a desktop. I think it's easier to find that way. It is easier to find on the desktop version. Um, I don't even have a... a... Yeah, you're going to have to give us like... I a, will give you a range, a but, uh, stretch while I, while I pull yeah. this up here. You give us like a this... window there. So I, I uh, yeah, so for those who may not know what we're doing right now, we're doing a Letterboxd game. Uh, we go to our favorite movie review site, Letterboxd, um, for fans and uh, critics alike. You can rate movies, you can review movies, and, uh, you know, like your friends' reviews and stuff. So it's fun. You can find us on there. Uh, search our names. I'm David Proc, Josh Gammon, Andrew. I don't know if he has his last name on there or not. Hey, it's just Candrew. And then Garrett. Yep. Well, you can say, you can say what my handle is. That's fine. You can say I don't remember. Wait, what is your handle on it's just my It's just my first and last name. Oh, just Garrett. I just don't do it the name he refuses to say. Yeah, I just do it for fun. Okay. I found the fans. The fans are the people on Letterboxd who have put this in there. There are four or five slots where you can you, you, you have a bracket called for like four, four favorites. And this is the number of people that have put it in there. So your, your range is between 100 and 400. 300. 300. The range between 300 and 400? No, 100 and 400. Oh, I picked 300. Um, 300 was what I wanted to say before I knew the window, and so now that I know the window, I wanted to stick with it. I'm going to say 355. 355. Well, I guess I don't have to do that. I could just literally just guess one over or one under. Josh, can I be <laughs> very <laughs> close? That's technically you could. The answer, and I believe the winner. It, now, you guys are going to fight about this, but mm. technically, since we did not establish rules, the winner is David as he is the closest. However, he did go over 335 fans. We did not establish rules. 335. We did yeah. not establish prices right rules at the beginning of this, though. Well, yeah, we never have. I'm 20 yeah. off over, 20 off. and yeah. Josh is 35 off under. Yeah, I know. So, David, you have taken this win. Oh, sweet. Does that put you closer to being able to at least beat Josh? Well, it will. But I have to run the game next week, and next week's the That's last the week. I volunteer so, as tribute. So, well, you guys for can the run benefit the game next week for the benefit of the excitement of the game. I volunteer as tribute now, to run next week's game. David, yeah. you take the point. You and Absolutely. Josh and Andrew can battle it out next week for the Absolutely. final piece of who gets to start the 2021 season. So you're only one Absolutely. behind me. Yeah, I can tie next week, and then we can come up with some fun tiebreaker event uh, uh, that might make for some good video viewing. Uh, if you have an idea for that, put it in the comments below for how we can settle this tie. But then again, I actually have to beat Josh next week and guess the correct answer to Andrew's movie. Which we don't know yet. We don't know it yet. So we'll find out soon. We'll find out very soon. What were our, okay. I'm sorry. What, was, what were our rankings? I gave it a four. Four. I'll give it a four as well. I'm going to go up a little bit. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I think it's a glorious Christmas movie. You know, I think we've had a pretty good So Many Santas so far. I agree. Every movie has been We haven't life. watched a bad movie yet. No. I third that notion. I'm sure Andrew will make sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is, is bringing the lump of coal. Don't worry. Oh, no. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And everyone out there in podcast land. As long, 
as long as it's entertainingly trash, a la Jingle All the Way, <laughs> it's then, bad Santa. You know, it's bad Santa. Uh, you know, I'm fine with it. Okay, well, look forward to that next week. Find us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for so many sequels on all those. Be sure you follow our pages so you can see all the fun stuff we post. We share movie news, videos, all kinds of fun stuff. Subscribe to our podcast and your favorite podcasting app if you've not done so yet. And then leave us a rating and review on the uh, Apple Podcast app if that's your favorite one. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have our YouTube channel where viewers are watching this now. If, if you're a listener, you're missing out on the on the sweet visuals. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How can you resist Andrew's gorgeous face? I can't say much more than that. So be sure that wherever you wherever you like to listen or watch, uh, subscribe. Um, also, be sure to check out the Wayback Flashback, the other show, on Spotify. It's only on Spotify, but this month we're doing Christmas songs all month long. So between this, between this show and that show, you get all kinds of Christmas content. So don't miss out on that. Great for the car ride. So keep an eye on our social media accounts so you can see a video of what we're going to do next week whenever Santa tells us. <sighs> And it'll be our last Christmas movie of the year and our last mm-hmm. movie of the year before we do our big year in review wrap-up show. So mm-hmm. still some things to look forward to. We'll see you guys next time.